It's a joy to be with you this morning here on this Monday with the word of encouragement. I'd like to go to the words of the Lord Jesus himself as he was teaching the multitudes in John chapter uh, 6. And in this chapter, he has a very long discourse explaining how he was going to become the bread of life. And that was something that was going to be hard for them to understand. But in the beginning of it, he says in verse 35, as he was talking about uh, the bread from heaven, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. This is one of the great I am designations in the Gospel of John. Gospel of John was written around AD 85, and it was for the purpose of clarifying the deity of Jesus Christ. And this is uh, shown through his clear teaching. You have these wonderful discourses not recorded in what we call the synoptic gospels. That's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And they give this glorious identification of Jesus as the great I am, the great Jehovah God. And so this book was very important. And also the miracles that are listed here are very strategic in that they do clarify the deity of the Lord Jesus. In this one, the Lord is making a claim that ought to encourage all of us. I am the bread of life. We need to remember that Jesus Christ himself spoke the worlds into being. Jesus Christ breathed into Adam the very breath of life. God is life, and God has imparted to his creation life. But the most important life is spiritual life. And when a person has spiritual life, they will then have eternal life. And so in this passage, he says, uh, I'm the bread of life, and whoever comes to me will never hunger. And the key is that he that believeth on me shall never thirst. You've got to believe in the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus Christ to be able to experience spiritual life, which, of course, gives us, as I said, eternal life. Jesus Christ is the author of life, but he was the one that paid spiritual death for us on the cross and then rose uh, with new life, uh, the resurrected life uh, three days later, and we were included in him. And those who believe have that reality as part of their life. Great truths about who we are in Christ. But what I want to get across is this, and that is that if we're walking with the Lord, we are aware of life. We don't hunger for the things that we want. We don't thirst for meaning in life. A believer has a wonderful, alive, living uh, purpose. There is a deep satisfaction. There is a close living relationship with God. And in the midst of some of the most difficult circumstances that people can face, that life sustains a person. We know of many of the stories from the early church on down of people who have really suffered for the cause of Christ. But the thing that marked them was that they were not measuring life based on circumstances. They were measuring life based upon 
their relationship with God, what he meant to them, and the glorious reality of the life that the Spirit of God was enabling them to live, even if they were suffering. And we need to remember that right now. We hear discouraging news every day. Each of us have personal trials that we face. But we won't hunger and we won't thirst like the world does because we have eternal life and we are alive spiritually because of the Spirit of God and we're a new creation. But we need to experience that. It's a fact, but we need to live it by being right with God. And so, friend, if you're just looking for meaning, uh, that means that there isn't a real trust in the Lord and a genuine surrender to his will. Well, we need to rejoice that everything we need is in Christ, but let's believe him to open our eyes to it day by day and moment by moment.